your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make you feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to The Cho Show, only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show podcast presented by theswaffleport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goto, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. You're probably wondering why you're seeing my, my beautiful face and just not my voice over highlights. Trying something new out here. We're trying something new out. I want to see if this is something maybe more interactive, maybe that we can do. Uh, during the season when we do the, the weekly episode previously had only been exclusively on Spotify. Thinking about kind of mixing it up here, doing some in this style. So if you would let me know in the comment section below uh, if you all do like this, want to see more of this. Uh, before we jump into it, though, I want to congratulate UCL Wrestling on another national championship there. I think this is the 16th, 17th in school history. Spoiler alert, the uh, I, the the episode I teased, the big interview I teased last week that will be happening tomorrow, today is Saturday, you are hearing this, seeing this on Sunday, involves a certain UCO wrestler that may or may not have won a national championship. So if, if that's the case for those keeping at home, there's two potential guests I'm talking about, so you'll have to wait and see. Probably drop that Wednesday, Wednesday, more than likely. Um, so you have to just wait and see and see on that. And then I also want to congratulate the men's basketball team. Another great season. I know they fell short of their, their, of their, their ultimate goal. But again, you just got to be impressed by the job head coach Bob Hoffman has done uh, since, since his first year taking over the, the, the Bronco program. So, Something we we plan, I plan now to get more into that next season. It just didn't work this season. Um, However, things have changed behind the scenes now. I should have some more time to actually cover them next season. Uh, And hoping that my man Landon, our our glorious grade A videographer, uh, hopefully he does too because he's a great hoop head. And uh, I know he also enjoys doing that, going to the UCO games, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But we are back here because it is my third favorite time of the year, only behind the start of college football season and National Signing Day. We have the start of spring football for the UCO Broncos entering the second season of the Adam Doral era. Uh, as we know, as we know, last season was a a, a roller coaster, okay, because you know, you start the season out with a shutout loss, and then you end the season with a lackluster win, but a win nonetheless that got you to your first winning season in three years. So 
you know, I, I, you, it's, it's, I think this, the, the goal for me in spring, and I will say the practices are open to the public. I believe that's what Coach Skelinar told me on the latest episode that we have. Um, they're open to the public. I know it's every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It runs from this coming, well, Monday, the 27th through April 28th, which is the spring game that is on a Friday. I'm hoping, knocking on wood, that the weather will hold up this year. You know, last year decided they wanted to have severe thunderstorms and, and lightning and stuff. So hopefully the weather holds up and, and they actually can get the full spring game in. I can make it to that spring game. But the one, the, the thing I want to see the most out of this team is, is, is consistency here because we know that was a problem last year. Uh, consistency has been a problem not only last year, but really past handful of seasons. So in order for this team to take the next step, because as we get into it here, there is plenty of talent on this team. There's a lot of newcomers at it. As a matter of fact, there was one that was uh, I saw yesterday last night on Twitter that they got a defensive back transfer from Southwest Baptist down there in Arkansas. He's from Collinsville. He gave me a follow there the other the other day, so I do appreciate that. Uh, so as you can see, they are still adding talent, even as Coach Gallinari said that they're still looking to add talent. So this roster is far from final. Now I will say before we get into it, fully get into it, the the twenty the, the spring roster is currently not up on Broncos Sports. So all I have to go off of is the departures that I'm aware of uh, and the 2022 roster. So just know players that i mentioned may or may not be there come spring but it's just all i have to work with and i have to get this out because obviously it's starting monday so we're getting to it here we're getting to it here i will just go position by position really i mean there's only a handful of positions that to me don't have spring storylines that are really really important so we're gonna go ahead and start obviously at the quarterback position here this is probably the this is the this 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 to me is the thing I'm going to watch the most during spring is this quarterback battle between returning starter Stephon Brown, dear friend of the podcast, and Missouri Southern grab chance for Dawson Hill. Now you're probably saying to yourself here, well, by golly, wouldn't shouldn't Steph have have earned the starting job given what we've seen last year? Yes, I, I would agree with that statement. But you also are getting Dawson Hurl, one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the conference here, uh, who's just who's not gonna just transfer in to ride the to, to ride the ride the, the bench. Okay, let's be honest here. Uh, and th- I think this is a win-win because they're going to push each other. And, and we saw what happened last year. I said this, and I think it was it was might have been early signing day. I said we looked. When Peyton Thompson came in, okay, we saw we saw Steph elevate his game, okay, and we, I, and again Dawson Hurl, in my opinion, is leaps and bounds better than Peyton Thompson. This is what it is. I can only imagine that that, that competition, okay, because Dawson Hurl, as you're seeing on the film here, he's an efficient quarterback. He does not wow you. Okay, but I said the same thing about Keats Calhoun. 
Keith Calhoun never really wowed you. Now, he did down the stretch of his senior season. For the most part, he was efficient. He knew where to go with the ball, and he knew the offense. Okay, that's what I'm getting watching Dawson Hurl. Again, we know he's a quality quarterback because what he was able to do, that Missouri Southern team there, the improvements they made with very little around him, okay, with the weapons UCO has. I'm just saying this is a this this to me is going to be a fantastic fun battle to watch because there really is no losers in this situation because say say I don't know say coming 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 out of spring Dawson is leading the pack. It's not as if Steph's not going to have a defined role because we know Steph's a playmaker and and and. We've seen what he can do with his legs, okay? So regardless, you're going to see Steph. I just think this is fantastic. I know Steph was in a quarterback camp. He posted that on his Instagram. So he's already putting put, putting, putting into work. I am much more confident uh, in the quarterback position behind Steph this year than I was last year because last year it just was, it was unproven. And again, you have to give credit to Coach Doyle and that staff going out there and getting a guy the caliber of Dawson Hurley. I don't think, I don't know if people, if people understand the importance. That might be the best signing out of all. And there were some very good signings. But in this conference, okay, in, in, this, in this conference, especially this, this season now, because uh, I know there's the option to not play Lincoln because they're leaving the conference. To my knowledge, they're still playing Lincoln. It's 11 straight weeks of tough, physical, hard-nosed football. Okay, and again, Steph done a way better job of protecting himself, of sliding, of, of going out of bounds. But, but we know Steph lowers the shoulder. We know Steph tries to run through the entire defense. You just, you just never know what can happen in the course of a season. And it is really reassuring. Okay, It's extremely reassuring to me. And it should be to everybody else that, that's a UCL fan here now. You have two quarterbacks that are proven they can play at a high level in the conference. And win in the conference. So this is a quick. So to me, this is uh, this is a battle I'm dying to watch because it should be really good. It should be really fun. I imagine that those guys will push each other, and, and it will only benefit the team as as a as a as a whole. When we're looking at running backs, okay, this is a this is a unit that's really unproven now. I'm going under the assumption that the mid-year guys that signed are already on campus. I know a few of them are. Uh, so if that is indeed, indeed the case, because since Jace is still out, uh, Coach Gunnar said he's not going to spring because Jace is still recording from that ACL. Uh, and then obviously we have the departures of Antonio Jr. Smith and Nasir Kemper. So that would just leave Peyton Scott, uh, Jalen Cottrell, Nate Jones, the redshirt out of Clinton, and then Andrew Carney, a fullback, and Peyton Scott as well. Now, I'm interested in this, number one, because when we talked to Coach Skelinar, he did say they're going to have Peyton Scott play, was it the A or the B back? Which is essentially the same position that Andrew Carney plays, which, plays, which is a fullback. If you know I've been lobbying for this since the, was it a Lincoln game? Since the Lincoln game when he was stonewalling guys and then they put him at fullback 
uh, senior day against Central Missouri because Andrew Corney was the main running back. And again, he was stonewalling guys. Uh, I think that'd be a fa- a fantastic move for both Peyton and the team as a whole because, you know, uh, just Peyton's senior year, to my knowledge, right, I just... He's been hurt. It's just, it's just not had the career we all have, have hoped for when he signed out of Sand Springs. This would be a very good way to still get him involved. And I think, I mean, you, you, because Payton's a guy, we saw that touchdown run he had against Northeastern State. Okay. Payton's a guy, I'm telling you, on a third and one, on a fourth and one, they stack that line, you get a fullback dive. He breaks through. He is gone. Okay, there's some potential there. Also, I know they they threw the ball to uh, Carney a lot out, out there too. I uh, Peyton Scott is also a a a good receiving back. I think that that's just a lot that they can do. So I'm really curious to see how Peyton Scott is used. That's something that I would also keep 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 an eye out on. Same for Andrew Carney. I'm really curious to see if he gets some running back touches now. Because we know he had that hundred yard game uh, again against Central Missouri there on senior night. So th- uh, my number one by running back would be looking at how at how those two are at um at how those two are are being utilized. Uh, because the, I think you could see them being interchangeable. You could see some rotations there. I'm really curious to see how that shakes out. And then second would be the new faces. If 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 Jaden Washington, the, the home run hitter out of Iowa Central, and Trevon Woolfort, the power back out of NEO by way of Troy, if they are indeed on campus there, uh, I'm I'm dying to see Jaden Washington in a UCO uniform. Uh, you know how high I am on Jaden Washington. Again, I said he's the most explosive player I've seen since TJ Roberts. And again, if you were here in 2019, that Pitt State game, you know what TJ Roberts brings to the table. I said Jaden Washington, to me, reminds me a lot of that. Now, he's different because he's not as big as TJ. But as far as the home run ability, as far as offering something in the run and the pass game and the return game as well, uh, that's just a guy I'm just really excited to see. And then Trayvon Woolfork as well. He's 220. Uh, he's a he's a power back that, really, that they were really lacking last year. Like, outside, of, outside of Jace, really didn't have that true power back. Uh, Trayvon... Um, he he he! I did see some film of him. Uh, he, he he's solid. He's solid. I mean, he 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 runs. He runs low with good leverage for a six foot two twenty pound back. Uh, he's got good speed for a running back of of his size. I think this is a guy uh, again that comes in fills an immediate need because again we just don't know with Jace. Unfortunately, coming off that ACL here what he's going to be looking like. So uh, number two would be seeing those guys as well as Nate Jones, the resident freshman out of Clinton. Uh, when I, if I recall correctly, not because I've watched a lot of films since that time, he was he was very shifted. I felt like he was more quick than he was fast. Um, but uh, I, I'm really curious to see how those new faces are, are, are looking as well. So that would be number two on the list for, for, for running backs behind how Peyton Scott and Carney is utilized 
would be how the uh, new faces in that in that backfield are looking. Then turning to the receiving core, and I did again have to give credit to Coach James Curley. I went out there. We there was there was a lack of explosive plays last season. It it is what it is. Okay, most of that were explosive was a result of Steph doing some otherworldly thing. Okay. So we know in, in order for them to improve on the 22 points points per game, again, just get 28 points a game. I feel like this is a playoff caliber team. And we went out in early Sunday. He got some playmakers, Danny Armstead, Central Arkansas transfer, Tariq Logan, Darius Melton, the former UCF Golden Knight, and then Malachi Gatewood, the former Norman North. Uh, what are they? What are they? No North Tigers? No. What? What is Norman North? Whatever. From 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 Norman North. Okay. <laughs> from Norman North. Now, I I think I know Dan is there. Okay. I I have I've seen. I've seen some some practice clips already of Danny. I'm not gonna lie to you here. Uh, it, it it's looking really good. Okay, it's looking really good. Yeah, you got to factor in too when we talked to Jacob Delso. I know he said that Terrell Davis, the now sophomore, I think that's on the right now sophomore out of Choctaw, is really in line for a breakout season. I, we saw flashes of that last year. It just was inconsistent. I feel like there'd be times where you're just like. Arturo Davis turning a corner, and then we take a step back, and then we drop the open passes. So if, if we if that is the case, because I'm still high on this man, if you recall when he signed out of Choctaw, I said this in a spitting image of Lelia Curry, and we all know how good Lelia Curry was in the use of uniform. For those that are new, Lelia Curry was out of Guthrie. Uh, was probably a, ball, a part of the best receiving core in school history, to be honest with you there, between Josh Crockett, who spent time in three pro leagues is now playing in the indoor football league for the Toysa Otosa Oilers. JT Looper, who led every level of football in receiving. Lelia Curry was the third receiver, and Lelia Curry ended up going to Henderson State, coming, I think, a two-time All-American and got a shot with New York Giants. So factor in that the third receiver still became a multi-time All-American. So uh, I, this is by far the best receiving core, in my opinion, since that time. Because you've got Terrell, you've got Jacob Delso back. We talked to Jacob Delso. Uh, we'll link the interview up above. Um, he's working on, on slimming down, on getting in better shape. He, he felt like he got caught too many times last year, that he played too heavy. I know he has something, something to prove as well. And then we have again. This is a guy. This is a guy I'm really high on. Madison Ridgeway, the uh, now junior transfer from Iowa Central. He was hurt last year, but I'm telling you, you put on that Fort Hayes tape, put on the Kearney tape. I think he had a good game against Central Missouri too. But I'm telling you, I you saw you saw why I was hyped on the man after watching that tape. Because he because he's 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 got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the physicality there. I'm thinking if you know, Madison's healthy, 
I, I, I really want to see him fully incorporated in this uh, uh, offense because you look at the top three returning of him, Delso, and uh, Terrell Davis, right? Then you're adding in now Danny Armstead, who I the, the, the catches this man pulls off that I've seen on both the, the film he had when he was at Central Arkansas and the few clips I saw of the practice film, I'm telling you, there are uh, this 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 could be a different cat, okay? I I this could be a different cat. Tariq Logan, Darius Melton, those guys were for physical receivers as well. And then Malachi Gatewood to me here might be the most underrated addition because we know, and it's unfortunate, our dear friend, the fourth has since graduated. We need somebody to fill that that possession, sure-handed type role that Johnny had again. I feel like unsung hero here willing to do little stuff to uh, to 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 me that is what malachi brings to the table i got the same vibes they're similar size i think malachi is more of a, a short to intermediate guy i think he's willing to go across the middle willing to make a tough catch which is what you do need um and it should be it should be open because you got a lot of a lot of field stretchers that we just mentioned here so we do need somebody underneath, and I think Malachi can be that 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 guy as well. And then I'm also curious to see about Kevion Williams, the now sophomore out of Westmore, to see how he's utilized more. Because I know Diego Richards and um, Javion Dangerfield are no longer on on the team. That should open up more opportunities for Kevion since they were since Diego and Dangerfield were uh, in a similar mold. Uh, I'm still high on Kavion because that Westboard tape again is just fantastic. Um, so I'm really, I'm really hoping to see some growth out of him, and I'm looking forward to seeing two Jalen Slim Reed out of out of Ardmore. Or well, it sort of reminded me a lot of Mikhail Hall. Uh, I'm really curious to see how how those two look because I really feel like this receiving court, if they get chemistry down, if they get chemistry down. Especially with the with the with the tight end unit, the way Oscar Hammond, if he can continue that trend, avoid that sophomore slump. I do. There's no reason why, from a skill position standpoint, this team cannot average at least four touchdowns a game. Like that just really shouldn't, really should not be an excuse unless the next position group here, the offensive line, continues to have. Struggles, okay. This is call it what it is, okay. Because no matter how good a skill position you have, if the line does not hold up, it's not gonna matter. And I felt like the offensive line started off very bad. Let's just let's, let's, let's call it what it is. It was not good early in the season. They did improve, okay. I give them credit. They did improve. Uh, down the stretch somewhat, and then and then again, it kind of got a little inconsistent there towards the end. I just I know that was a new group with I think the only returning starters from the previous season. I believe was was it was just Lane Grantham and Noah Dobson. I think so. Uh, I know that was a new group. I know they rotating early on and often. I think now it should be. It should be vastly improved because you got Lane Grantham back again, one of the better centers in the in the, in the conference. 
Uh, you've got Noah Dobson coming off an honorable mention all-conference season. A season I thought, to be honest, was disappointing. Uh, because based off the true freshman season that he had in 2021, I was expecting better from Noah. Um, so we'll see if he can kind of shake off that, 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 that sophomore slump there. Uh, and then you've got Matt Gardner out of sophomore, and then Walker Peck. He played some at guard and center as a true freshman out of Norman North. He should be he he should be stronger now with the with the year in the weight room. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to seeing the red shirts. Uh, Reese Trammell and a Mustang. I was very high on him. Nasty physical guy. Shout out there to their offensive line coach from a history teacher. Lynn Hapner down there in Mustang doing great things. And then there's also Gabe Grazer, too, that redshirted, was another physical guy. Uh, so I'm curious to see the development there. I know when we talked to Coach Doyle last year, he mentioned uh, he felt like they were lacking in the weight room. So that might also play a part, too. Now you would have a full year of his weight program. I know he mentioned they have made great strides. Hopefully they have made even more strides because that would help too. Uh, and then you gotta also have to look at two here, the the one another marquee transfer brought in, Swasu transfer, Miles Moye or Moy. Uh this if, if I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now. He's he's he 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 will be starting. Okay. He he will be starting. I there's no I have the, that that tape, the fact that he's proven he could be a dominant lineman at the Division II level there. Uh, so I think Matt Gardner was the one or the other tackle outside of Noah Dobson. I can't see Noah Dobson not starting. I just, I really can't. So I, I but there's still, that's, that's Battle of the Walsh uh, right, right there as well is that, that, that tackle spot. Because you got three guys there, and then again, I feel like Reese Trammell will also push for that. Uh, and then I don't know if Cameron Branicky, the 6'5", 395 Juco signee uh, out of Navarro, will be in for spring or not. But but again, I just watched that tackle battle. I feel like because I feel we had they had to be able to run to the outside more consistently than we did. I, that was too much of a boomer bust thing. Uh, we have to get to the edge, especially now that we have some speed back there. Uh, so, th again, that's something that I would keep an eye out on. Um, looking defensively, defensive line, again, Coach Sanders does fantastic work. I, that's a position I'm not concerned about. Uh, I would just be wanting to wash out for. Uh, the rotation, because obviously you're losing two of the best defensive linemen. I, I've had the pleasure and honor of watching the use of uniform, Robert Fuentes and Michael Slater. Uh, and uh, I'm, again, because you are returning Hunter Large and you are returning Mike Pope Jr., who had a breakout season, the absolute beast. You're returning Julius Coates again. If we get the Julius Coates we got last four or five games, that's an all-conference guy right there. Just again, absolute beast when he's on. Uh, I'm still with, I still have hope for Vodka that he that he can show what, what he showed off that out of that tape when he came out of Poto 
and then should have a healthy Zane Adams out of out of high school. I know he was hurt off and on last year too. So um if you were there in 2021, you 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 know how good Zane Adams was. So I'm not too too worried about the front line. Uh, I'm just more so worried about the rotation now because I said Mike Pope should be a starter now. Um, and then Julius Coach, I imagine. Well, they do one that, well, it depends because they kind of mix it up between a three and a four man front. So you, you, you're losing two rotational guys that would have to start. So I'm curious to see how, how the depth is looking like. I'm really interested to see uh, two young guys here first. Zachary Stillwell out of UConn, the redshirt freshman. Uh, the brother of Tyler Stillwell who was an all-conference offensive lineman, fantastic offensive lineman. Uh, with Zach, I was impressed by that. I think it was a spin move that he had. Uh, I, he had a really high mind motor. I just felt like he needed to get stronger some. So I'm really curious to see if he can work, work his way in that rotation. Uh, and then I, I also... Want to see if Mont- Montreal Cozart out of Bishop Kelly and the man that had like 140, 50 tackles as a, as a junior playing the deep playing D line? Because uh, I know he was coming off a torn ACL, so uh, I'm curious to see if though how how those two look because they're going to be needed. Okay, they're gonna, they're going they're going they're going to be needed. And again, if you go back to signing day, um. Jeremiah Caesar, okay, uh, he's going to push for playing time. I'm saying that right now. Going to push for playing time. I know they got Riker Thurber from Jinx by way of NEO in for early signing day. Uh, so I just would, would pay attention really to the rotation on a defensive line because we know the past few years has just been fantastic defensive line play. I mean, they at times single-handedly uh, got, got stops. So, um, you know, I'm not worried about Mike Pope and and, and uh, Julius Coates and those, those guys taking Michael Slater and Robert's place. It's just now finding the guys to then take Mike Pope and Julius Coates and company take their place in the rotation. So, uh, that's something that I would, would would keep an eye out on when it comes to the defensive line. Then we're looking at the at the linebackers. Really, not much to really look at there, except for maybe who would take Jason Harris's spot since he graduated. Because you're returning Connor Johnson again, all conference kind of guy. Uh, Blake Marone, different cad tackling machine, uh, and then you've got Noah West, who was the show show podcast defensive player of the year in my opinion, was robbed out of first-team all-conference. Uh, so I'm really curious to see the, who takes that spot. I would also keep a lookout on the the Juco's um, Zion Bell and Chris Herbin, see if they take the next step. I know sometimes it takes Juco's a year. Uh, so keep an eye out on that. Also keep an eye out on Jaden Mullen. From Millwood, he's just had an injury plague uh, 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 UCL career so far. Uh, but I, I think, if I'm going to correctly, he was he was a solid linebacker. Uh, he was in the same class as uh, Isaiah Major. So um, I'll keep an eye out on him. I also would keep an eye out on Marlo Hughes as well. Because it would, Jason Harris was a quality. To me, Jason Harris was all-around linebacker. 
He was solid in coverage. Again, I felt Marlo Hughes 2019 before the collarbone injury was the best coverage linebacker UCO had. Uh, I still think it's there. I still think it's there. I I, I know it's he he just got beat out last year. Uh, we talked to Marlo. I still I'm still I still have faith in the man because when he got in there, he did make the most of his of of his reps. I think this is a guy you have. I would watch closely. I really would because he kind of fits more of the Jason Harris mode, mold. Excuse me, not mode, mold um, than the others. And then I would finally keep a lookout on the red shirts. There, Joey Haver out of Jinx and Jack Puckett out of Bigsby, especially Haver because Haver, Haver to me was was more of your coverage guy. Um, and the uh, Jack Jack Puckett was a Dylan Hall, just like your Blake Barone tackling machine. Uh, I think it's just just better in run support. Uh, and then I'm I would also I guess it kind of fits in linebackers maybe a little bit in defensive backs. I would look at how Jonathan Mosley is used. Now I felt like when he played closer to the line of scrimmage last season. It was a much better fit for him than a safety. I just feel, I, I just feel like because again, go back to that Washburn game when he played more in the box, and you will see a difference there. I know he had that pick, but I felt like he was more active, uh, more aggressive when he was closer to the line. So I'm curious to see if that's something that they're considering, similar to how how on offense. Uh, they're considering using Peyton Summer fullback. I uh, just, just, just keep an eye on that because I think with his coverage skills, uh, I, I really think he could, he could thrive there. Uh, but then move looking at the defensive backs. I mean, I think unless your name is Kobe Stevens or Dylan Buckhide, I, 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 I feel like you got a lot to prove here. Okay, because to me, those are the only two I felt like really solidified their starting jobs. I think the the rest, I mean, let's, 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 let's be honest here. Again, there's been a lot, literally ever since Lee Walker, Cole, uh, Colby Underwood, Daniel Bauman, Ja'Kari Hunt, and uh, O'Shea Harris, Dylan Buckheit, because Buckheit took Ja'Kari's spot when he got hurt. What off the field for the last time in 2019, the secondary has just not been the same. Uh, and so we know last year it was very inconsistent, very, very inconsistent. Uh, there, there were there were flashes, though, right? Like Amante Davis, I felt like he is tough because you put on, yeah, you put on, was it Central Missouri? He had a good game there. I think it was Northwest Missouri. He had a good game. But then there's games where the man just got absolutely cooked. So it's like, and I still felt like he could be better at safety too. I know when, when Raekwon Wicks was hurt, they moved him back there. Uh, so I'm curious to see where where he will be. Same with Tyson Murray Jr. Again, he had moments. But again, we just need more consistency back there. Uh, there's a corner they signed. Um, uh, Cameron Monahan, the the freshman that 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 I'm telling you right, listen, if they 
Uh, he's got a great chance if nobody comes out of spring opposite Kobe Stevens there, because I'm telling you, Monahan is coming and he and he's and he's coming in hot. So they the guys, Kai Sean, uh we're right here. Um Tavis McDonald as well, right? Monte Davis. We just we're going we just we just need to see need to see more consistency. Cause I find the talent is there. I mean, you saw when they were on, they were on. It's just we have to be on for eleven games, not for four or five. Uh I'm also curious to see if Jamori Ray can take that next step to remember he played a lot down the stretch, the freshman out of union. I thought did really good. Put on that Kearney game. Uh Kearney tape had a had a had a had a really good good game there. Uh that's a guy I know Coach Adam McGuire was high on. Uh I now seeing him play, I, I get I I fully understand why. That's a guy I feel like could solidify a starting job. As a matter of fact, I feel like he should go into the spring with some confidence. Uh because again, when we talked to Kobe Stevens last year. He can attest to how tough he is playing as a true freshman corner in in the in the in my, in, 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 in the conference. Uh, it is just not easy. It is it is just not it's just not easy. And he was able to to hold hold his own. I also thought that Jaleet Lewis uh, out of Denison also looked good in spurs. He sort of had that pick six against Northeastern State. Uh, but I think those are two guys who probably get an extended look in spring. Uh, also got a look at um, at uh, Makai Belt, the registered freshman out of Union. You recall I said he was like a spitting image of Trayvon Craig to me. Trayvon Craig just unfortunately the management run out run out of uh, eligibility. I think Makai Belt could could fill that role. I really do. On um, the playing style was was similar, and then um, Aaron Aaron Hamilton Aaron Hamilton out of Awoka is an, is another guy as safety. I don't know he he possibly could fill that Trayvon Craig role. Just look out at at where they have him. Uh, but I'm 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 really high though on the JUCO they brought in out of Los Angeles, Ray Walters the third, second, third, third. Uh, at safety, this, this is a guy I really feel like is going to push Raekwon Wicks and and Mosley back there because uh, I because when you put on that Ray Walters tape, you're seeing a tall, rangy guy got ball skills, is physical, he has all the tools that you want, and again, there's a no knock on Raekwon Wicks because we know put on that Emporia tape, put on a clinic back there. Uh, it's just Raekwon's problem is staying healthy, uh, and so you know I don't I don't know I don't I Ray to me Ray excuse me to me Ray is better athletically I think than than Raekwon is but you also can't you can't overlook what Raekwon has done in the UCL uni in the UCL uniform the clutch plays that he's made and the experience that has to count. Something too. I know he was a captain last year, so I'm just really curious to see how how that that battle goes. Uh, and then, I mean, the final battle I would look at because kicker and punter are solid. You've got two of the best in the conference, Nicky Cavedo and David Vargas. Um, again, I don't know what Swashu did to fumble the bag on David on on David Vargas. 
but I greatly appreciate it. Uh, would would be who is the returners? Okay, we know last year day one it was Jamal the fourth and Kevion Williams. That lasted for three and a half quarters. Then they put Kobe Stevens back there, and he almost broke two kick returns. Uh, then Kobe be- became the main returner again, almost broke a few more returns. Uh, I suspect he will still be back there until further notice. I am curious to see, however, who they have back there with him. Because I know it was, it, I know Delso did some a few times, I believe. I know Dangerfield did. He was the main punt returner, and it, it just scared me because the man kept dropping punts. Um, so I, I know they, they use a variety of people back there as a second return on kickoff. I'm curious to see if that if Kavion can kind of re- reclaim that spot because I feel like again you point that Westmore tape the guy he has the potential. Uh, also, I feel like Jaden Washington also could be really good in the return game as well. Uh, so I'm I definitely I would look out too would be who is the other returner. Um, especially who's going to be the, the punt returner, because I know they didn't have Kobe Stevens as the punt returner all the time. Instead, they kind of had Dangerfield back there, too. Uh, I know they probably don't want to wear Kobe out too much because said he is the best corner. He is playing on the other team's best receiver more times than not. Uh, and there should be plenty of, plenty of options back there for kick returner now. So just what I would, I would keep an eye out on that. But overall... Overall, I mean, I this is this to me. This is it's good. We have less questions than we did this time last year, and it's also good that most of the questions is simply going to be who's going to rise above because the competition now at the majority of positions is going to be fierce. I feel like this is a vastly more talented team than what we saw last year. Uh, you have to give the staff credit because they went out and they addressed and continuing to address deficiencies there. Uh, I, I just think, I think, again, if the offensive line holds up, we see promises there, okay? Uh, there's no reason why the offense cannot average at least four touchdowns a game. That, that, there's just no reason why that should not be the case. Uh, so, Again, the spring, uh, the start Monday, the 27th. I think they all start at 3, 3 or 3.30. I believe they're open to the to the public. And again, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday through April 28th, which is the spring game. And that is 6, 7 o'clock kickoff. I don't know. I'll, I'll When I get the dates, I'll verify it. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really am. I'm glad we're getting back to some this new show football here. Like I said, I plan to make a few practices. Um, see what we're see what we're see what we're we're, 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 we're we're looking like at some point during spring. Uh, maybe when we get through the halfway point, reach out to a few players see if they want to come on, much like we did last year with Dante, uh, and and see what. Get, get a get a player's view on on how things are going and obviously if we're able to make the spring game which again we're knocking on wood that we can make the spring game 
we will have a spring game recap there. I will try to get some interviews following that spring game like we did for post game. So um, that concludes the spring preview. Like I said, I'm really excited for it. I'm also excited to see how you are liking this, this new format here. Again, if, you, if it's not something that we, that we want, we want to just stick to um, episodes, kind of like the weekly episodes, just exclusively being on Spotify, then by all means, I, I can go ahead and do that. that that's not, that's not that, that, that big a deal. Um, so just, just let me know. And again, be on the lookout Wednesday for uh, another one-on-one. Uh, the first time, the second time we'll have a wrestler on because Trayvon Craig was, was a wrestler too. Uh, but the first time we have an exclusively a wrestler on, and I'm really looking forward to that because I think it'll be really, really good. So until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.